नमस्ते जय शिवाय लेट्स टॉक अबाउट द स्टेबलाइजेशन ऑफ चित्ता हाउ टू डिवेलप वन पॉइंटेडनेस ओके सो दिस टॉक दिस डिस्कशन इज नॉट अबाउट डिवेलपिंग कॉन्सेंट्रेशन ओके सपोज यू आर अ पर्सन हु थिंक्स ऑफ ओके लेट मी गो टू द माउंटेन्स बट वेन यू आर माउंट एट द माउंटेन्स यू थिंक ऑफ वॉट माइट बी गोइंग ऑन इन माई ऑफिस वॉट माइट बी गोइंग ऑन विद माई रिलेटिव एट होम हियर एंड देयर वेन यू आर बैक होम अगेन यू आर थिंकिंग अबाउट माउंटेन्स it may you may want to eat a certain dish but uh, the moment the dish comes in front of you after 2 3 4 whatever hours it takes to cook it or to get it and uh, when you start eating it suddenly you are thinking about something in the office or something here or something there so one minute your chitta your concentration is so very unstable volatile in the sense that one minute it's here another minute it's there and then it's there and then it's there and then it's there and that's it in other words you do not have focus or concentration on one thing for long time in other words you do not have concentration so this discussion is not about how to develop concentration instead this talk this discussion is about is for those people who have enough concentration that now they can you know fold their concentration in the desired way and become one pointed okay it's the it's a very high stage of concentration you can say okay becoming one pointed so if you remember my talk that was about five states of uh, five states or five bhumi or five grounds of chitta there i have discussed the fourth state right which is ekagra ekagrata or ekagra bhumi of chitta ekagra state of chitta so this is this uh, discussion today is for those people who do not have that volatile chitta at all except when they are really something big has happened in life somebody has died or somebody has gone from your life or uh, some very um, painful or life changing event has happened some new really really big challenges have happened and then you are disturbed even a person who is very ekagra okay they can become very disturbed and you know during such things when something big happens in the life so it's not about the temporary condition that you may be facing but what in general i am saying is if you are a person who has the necessary concentration but now is trying to become one pointed what can you do to become one pointed so in yoga sutras 
Patanjali says there are few things that can be done. Okay. And uh, what are those few things? How to become one-pointed? One thing is, or how to become one-pointed, or in other words, how to stabilize your chitta, get it ready for samadhi. Or savikalpa samadhi, how to prepare your chitta, your ground, to make it available for samadhi. So then uh, Patanjali says, first thing is that you can use gyan. How? Gyan either from Guru or from scriptures. Okay? You can use that. That is the first thing to use. And what the Gyan, how to use Gyan? It's about seeing yourself. Say for example, you know that what is bothering you. What is disturbing the state of Dhyana that you might be in. So if you read scriptures or if you go to a Guru, then they will tell you, that uh, there are roughly four things that can disturb your uh, dhyana, right? And there are four things, in other words, that can break your one-pointedness that you are trying to have so you can go into the state of dhyana. So dhyana can happen to you. And later on, when dhyana is perfected, samadhi can happen to you. So what is it that prevents you from maintaining your dharana? Maintaining your one-pointedness. What is breaking it? What is preventing it? So there are four things. First thing is, while you are trying to be one-pointed on something, then uh, thoughts, in other words, thoughts related to people or things or places can come to your mind. But you can never have a thought about anything if you do not have either raga or duesha or abhinivesha raga means attachment to somebody or something or some place or you do not have aversion duesha to somebody to someone uh, to some something or to some place or if you are not fearful From somebody or something or some place. That something could be a situation as well. Not just that I am worried about what if my the leg of my table or sofa is going to break. <laughs> Not that kind of a thing. It could be a situation as well. So these three things. If you do not have any raga or dvesha or abhinivesha. Means you do not have any attachment. Any aversion or fear. From anyone or anything or any place. Then there is no way those things can create thought in you. Okay. A stone is lying on the road. Or there are million people in this city. Am I having, are they creating thought, thoughts in me? Can they create thoughts in you? No. Even those who might, whom you might have known just from the acquaintance point of view, can they create thought in you? Can they appear in your thoughts in other words? Until and unless you either have raga with them 
attachment with them until unless you have aversion dvesha with them some kind of annoyance hatred frustration they have given you or their presence or their absence creates a fear what if this person leaves me in life what if this person does not leave from my life <laughs> both can create fear in you right so until these three things you have attached to people places and things there is nothing actually that can disturb your dhyana fourth thing that can disturb your dhyana or your one pointedness your dharana what is the fourth thing that can disturb it that fourth thing is desire now i am sitting in trying to be do dharana on something but in my mind i am thinking instant instantly that thought appears it it's been so long since i have eaten this how about i cook it today <laughs> or what about going to this place this guru that thing doing this doing that desires running wild or desires not being materialized oh i wanted this but it did not happen <laughs> so unfulfilled desires or desires that you want to fulfill in life right so ichha desire these could disturb your one pointedness or raga and dvesha and abhinivesha these three things can disturb your one pointedness your uh, dhyana okay so patanjali says try to read the scriptures go to your guru so guru can tell you that okay you have raga with this guru can teach you methods how to bring down your raga your dvesha and your abhinivesha with people with situations with everything in life the desires so using gyan another way to use gyan this is just a very preliminary level okay but another serious level for those who have been one pointed for a long time but uh, at times they are not able to concentrate they are not able to focus and at that time they can look into themselves that what is actually disturbing me and it may be that their lover their spouse their child could be the source of uh, tension or problem for them then they can see how they attach themselves with that person place or situation how do you attach how or an event how do you attach yourself with that that attachment that connection could be understood properly with the help of the scripture with the help of the gurus with in a in a nutshell you can try to have some gyan and apply that gyan that wisdom gyan means wisdom so you can apply that wisdom to separate or eliminate that which is breaking your one pointedness okay so this is about elimination method how about so this is like excluding things how about including things so including things could be that from the gyan from my heart from i know that you know uh, 
my guru or any particular divine form god shakti anything that i feel devotion for is something that i can use to have dharna on i can think of my guru and actually and i i have done this that just think of guru lehri bhashe my guru and uh, get into very easily within not even it was momentary to just think of him and uh, put my chitta into him and be gone be in dhyana be in samadhi so you can also do include such things and if you have a hard time using your devotion or gyan gyan means some time your guru said something and you just loved it very much you might have heard something and any anything that can tell you uh, what is the problem with you gyan helps us eliminate the causes gyan helps us bring those include that thing which helps us maintain our one pointedness okay and this is gyan is one thing that you can use to stabilize your chitta second thing patanjali those but you know at times gyan does not work <laughs> to actually be able to reach the state where gyan is going to work with you you have to be very calm quiet and settled in mind yes you may not be one pointed at that time but at least you need to have to have the enough concentration to be able to focus on yourself to be able to look into yourself right only then gyan can happen and gyan can help you so next thing patanjali says is pranayama if you think you have this you have been disturbed a lot something has disturbed and you went to some you went to office or you went here and there and the energy was not good at those places people were whatever and you just want to you might have absorbed all kind of disturbances and you want to flush it out from your system you want to throw all that out of your system then patanjali says do vomit the prana do a pranic vomiting that means you don't have to bring the food out instead you just have to powerfully exhale very powerful exhale like how we do in kapalbhati pranayama kapalbhati pranayama is powerful exhale no inhale body will inhale in whichever way it wants to but consciously you are just exhaling powerfully and you don't have to those who are focused enough or depending upon what your situation or condition is you can in exhale just once twice five times or you might have to exhale 15 minutes or 30 minutes continuously now remember this pranayama this is not a generic prescription to us so after listening to this video do not start kapalbhati don't do kapalbhati especially if you have high bp stroke heart attack if you have had these things in the past 
and your health condition, you have some other health issues, then Kapalbhati is not suggested. So don't treat this as a generic prescription. This is, this is not the over-the-counter medicine that I am giving you. It's a very specific prescription meant only for those who have a perfect enough, healthy enough body and those who did not have any surgery, stroke, heart attack or anything big in the past, in this life and uh, they are yogi by nature. Okay, They have had a lot of purification done to their bodies and all that. So this is a very specific prescription that Patanjali is giving. It's not that, you know, you can just apply by listening to something or by reading about something. You can just go and apply anything on, on yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't treat the gyan, the wisdom that you are being given on inter internet. Don't treat it as a prescription. Go to your doctors in the same way. Go to your guru actually. <laughs> if you want to figure out whether you should be doing Kapal Bhati and what kind of what, what space you are you should be doing and how frequent it should be and how it should be perfected. So uh, only after consulting with you, consulting with your guru, you can reach such conclusion. But in general, Patanjali is saying that doing a vomiting, vomiting your prana, forcefully exhaling Yep, your prana outside because that prana has become polluted because you have absorbed some chitvritis from outside or maybe some nonsense and drama and some play of raga dvesha abhinivesha is going on in your head over and over again again it's not necessary that something from outside has to disturb you you yourself are enough machine to recall memories and recall people in your head and become very angry, go into the play of Raga Dvesha, Abhinivesha. You have very good ability to recall your suffering, your events in life and just become, pollute your own prana. Right? So if you do not want to pollute your prana, if, if prana has become polluted, if then it will not let you go, become, uh, be, be one-pointed. Right? So it won't help you with that. So that is why Patanjali is saying just do a powerful exhale if you can. If your lungs are sound and you are a person who is able to breathe not just from chest but from stomach as well. A full breathing is happening to you. Then do a powerful exhales and you will be back in your one pointedness. All raga, dvesha, abhinivesha can be all drama, all nonsense, all pollution can be thrown out in this way. Okay. So this is the second method. Okay. When you are not in a situation to actually apply gyan to you. Gyan to yourself. Third thing is, if chitta is gone, so disturbed that you do not have control over your breath. After all, you can only exhale powerfully when you have your your breathing is a bit stabilized but if you raga dvesha abhinivesha are playing you continuously on and on on and on on and on then you are shallow breathing and what good it will be if you are shallow breathing and try to exhale you think that will fix the situation no it won't it does not fix the situation until you are breathing all the way from stomach only then your exhale is considered as a vomit. If I put one bite in my mouth and just throw it out, it does. Is, this, is, this, is that vomit? No. 
only when stuff is coming out from the stomach it is considered as vomit so exactly the same thing with pranayama with prana with breathing until the exhale is coming out all the way from your stomach it is not considered as a vomit or a powerful excretion of polluted prana okay so if pranayama is not not happening it's your your breathing is just way too chaotic way too disturbed and shallow okay so then patanjali says okay if condition is that bad <laughs> try to put your dhyan put your focus your attention on to something that for the time being can bring your breathing down means can calm you down can balance your breath do something like that for example if you love a particular dish so that means in other words he is saying put use your senses for that he is minded he is not saying go start running towards sensory pleasure that is why i said this discussion this talk is not for people who have highly unstable chitta those who have never been concentrated in their life ever have never read books in last one year at all and ton of books in last means they do not have any ekagrata any uh, really really good concentration at all this talk is not for them because if i if you tell them to use senses for bringing one pointedness then they definitely will indulge into sensory pleasure they would do not understand the meaning of this thing so this discussion is not for them this idea this treatment this solution of keep making your mind one pointed is not for foolish not for childish people at all okay so do not think of this thing in that way so he is saying suppose you like the smell of rose jasmine lavender eucalyptus i don't know whatever use your senses do one thing put some essential oil or initially you put you can do just take a flower anything just to smell it and fully focus on that smell full concentration on that smell and when it is gone apply some more oil some more essential oil here or smell the flower again and then put it aside smell the flower again put it aside keep doing keep using your sense of smell okay keep using your sense of smell until your breathing calms down and powerful exhale of prana can be done and gyana can be applied wisdom can be applied wisdom can be understood wisdom can happen to you okay so use your smell of sense if not sense suppose you are a person who is very much visual okay then look at something go to some place some scenic place mountains rivers or anything that you like something or maybe watch a sunset next day morning go watch a sunrise sunrise sometimes when you look at sunrise sunrise or sunset especially on the beach or maybe in the mountains it is just completely mesmerizing it it just brings your entire existence to halt 
can make you one-pointed instantly. At least that is how it was for me. I would just get lost. <laughs> Whenever I would go in nature, since childhood, I was in Dhyana actually. So, use your sense of seeing. Another thing is, suppose there is a, use your sense of, use your hearing sense. So, use your smell, sense of smell. You can use your eyes and you can use your ears as well. You like a mantra very much. You like a particular kind of music very much. You like something else, some listening to something else for some time. Just listen to it. Okay? Just listen to it. Again and again, again and again. Listen to it until your breath calms down. Until your prana is in a calm position again. Calm situation again. And you can do pranayama, you can do jnana. You can have jnana. Okay, so come down, use your ears, any sound, chakra meditation sound, this sound, bhajans, mantras, guru's voice does that, you know, guru's voice does that, it creates some kind of a one-pointedness and that's it, you are in dhyana, you are in one-pointedness, forget about even even these two steps of having pranayama or uh, having jnana, all that is not needed at all. Guru's voice, Guru's face, Guru's anything from the Guru or whatever you feel devotion towards can also do the same thing. So you can use your sense of ears, uh, from your ears. Another thing is, next, next thing is... Um, taste using your sense of taste how to use sense of taste well the tip of your tongue is very sensitive for making your mind one pointed through taste suppose you like mangoes or you like uh, grapes whatever fruit whichever fruit or food you like just keep it on the tip of your tongue. Okay? Taste it for some time. And then let, let the taste will actually melt and be gone, diffused in your mouth. Right? Just like any smell would be diffused. Exactly in the same way, the taste will be diffused in your mouth. So the, when it is diffused, keep your focus and attention on the taste. When taste is diffused, then eat again. Taste it again. Eat that food, that, that same thing again. Then when it is diffused, again taste it again. Do, do, that, do that again. Keep doing it until your breath calms down. Until some stability in your chitta happens. Now do not think Patanjali was trying to make you foodie. Do not think Pan Patanjali was trying to make you a, a jungle monkey. <laughs> Don't think Patanjali was trying to make you uh, go mad with musics and mantras and 
He's not trying to tell you this is spirituality. No. He is just giving you solutions to make your mind one-pointed. So we used four senses. Fifth one is the sense of touch. Where in your body sense of touch is comes in a very comprehended way. You don't need to, you know, go take long shower and start rubbing yourself. <laughs> start washing everything and touching yourself all over. No, <laughs> you don't need to do that. You can take a nice bath, no doubt about it. You can take a very long, very nice, very focused bath as well, shower as well. Or you can be in your bathtub, okay, frequently. But uh, to get, to avoid these disturbed situations and to re come back to your one-pointedness. So you can do all that. Nobody is stopping you. But say, for example, you find it much more cumbersome and time-wasting, okay? So another thing is the middle part of your tongue, okay? The middle part of your tongue. If you tuck it up in your palate, then one-pointedness is achieved. Within a second. Instantly. No need of anything else. Anybody who, who has ever done dhyana, who has ever been in samadhi, their tongue is always, the middle part of the tongue is tucked in to the palate, upper palate. That stops thoughts from happening. You can try right now. Tuck your tongue tightly into the palate. Do not move. That stops all vichara, all thoughts instantly. So this is the way of using your sense of sparsh, touch. When you use your tongue, the tip of your tongue, it is for using the sense of taste but when you are using middle part of your tongue and tucking your uh, middle part of your tongue that is the sense of touch okay and when you are trying to hear something that was very external method um, to employ but uh, if you do not want to use that external of a method from the hearing point of view then another thing can be done just do a Jalandhar Bandha. Jalandhar Bandha is like or not don't even no need to even do Jalandhar Bandha. Actually tuck your chin tightly here. Okay. Tuck your chin with the neck here. So actually and keep your tongue touched tucked into the upper palate and that way here this Vishuddhi here Vishuddhi Chakra here is the place of Shabda words sound so you can use this as well for sound you don't have to hear it from externally external sources hearing mantras or music or Guru's voice don't do it if you don't want to do it you can use Shabda here directly at the root. You don't have to find an external manifestation of Shabda. And then try to be one-pointed 
using that. So you can directly use Shabda from the root of your tongue. Root of your tongue is here. Put, put, your, put your finger here and you can hear, the, you can feel the vibration while talking. If you put, put your finger here, this is the root of your tongue. And the root of your tongue can be used. This Vishuddhi Chakra, this can be used to focus on sound in you. To focus on sense of, sensory apparatus of listening, of hearing in you. Okay. So these five senses can be used. Now, Patanjali uh, taught us these five senses to be used in a much more internal way. Okay. Uh, like for example, you don't have to go to a mountain to um, become one pointed. You can actually visualize something in your, close your eyes and visualize or even with open eyes, you can visualize. You can use sun and moon outside or you can visualize something internally. Same thing is you don't have to put something in your ears from the outside. You can uh, put your focus here. You do really do not have to taste anything. You can just imagine how the, um, you know, visualize how the mango tastes to you. If you like mangoes, you can use any other taste. So you can, in other words, he is saying, when I say visualize or recall the previous experience, then we are saying, use Smriti Chitvritti. Smriti Chitvritti. Smriti means memory. So use memory Chitvritti to change the state of your Chitta. And it's not that difficult to do, Right? When you think about someone you love, how your chitta changes? When you think about your uh, spouse and if you have a very good relationship with them, then see how the chitta changes, state of chitta changes. If you think of somebody whom you hate or who has given you a lot of pain in life, just see how the state of chitta changes. So just through memory, your state of chitta can be changed. Right? Instantly. And the more detailed your memory is, the more details you are being able to recall through your memory, the better the state of your chitta. So can you recall, using Smriti Chitvritti, can you recall your own previous state of one-pointedness? Can you recall your own previous states of dhyana or the impact of dhyana that you might have? Can you recall your previous experiences in such a powerful way that they can change the state of chitta instantly? The more powerful your recall is, more stable or more efficiently, your chitta reflects it. That is state. Say for example, you might have met somebody few years back and they might have said something bad to you. But now when you recall it, you can't recall the person's face or what he said to you properly. So means your recall is very weak. The smriti, the memory that is arising in you, happening in you, is very weak actually. So then the impact is not there. You may not have that much aversion from that person. But 
if you are able to remember their words exactly what they said remember their face remember their entire reaction you remember the place the city the clothes that they were wearing the expression that they had on your face oh the more detail you bring back with your smriti the more detail you bring back with your memory that is how your state of chitta becomes so if it can happen with raga and dvesha and abhinivesha why can't you recall your own dhyana state your own one pointedness your own samadhi state why can't you recall when you went into that thing you will go again the more powerfully you recall you can go that so he is saying instead of if you cannot use senses if you do not want to use senses you can use smriti chitvrati right you can use smriti chitvrati that is another way using memory recalling that um, but yeah your recall should be good enough to change your state if it's a very weak recall not enough details not enough depth is there in the recall then uh, it it won't have an effect on you it won't change the state of your chitta so this is another thing now when some people i really want to specify this that when some people who have never attained any one pointedness at all this as i said this talk is not for them this talk is not for people who have never had any concentration focus properly on anything ever in life this talk is not for them this talk is for those who have had one pointedness but at times they lose it this is for seekers this is for yogis that they have one pointedness necessary one pointedness they're able to maintain it but sometimes they lose it so how to get back to it this is what it is about this is what the talk is about but some foolish childish people when they misunderstand the use of senses for becoming one pointed for ekagrata for dhyana for samadhi then they want to have sex on the name of getting into concentration and it is not that sex cannot give you indulging into that act cannot give you the concentration the required one pointedness yes it can but it is also going to create a sanskara in you because you are involved with the other person yes you will absorb some of their chitvrattis you will absorb some nonsense from that person if you are not careful if you if you are not fully matured yet from the energy point of view then you stand a very good chance to create new sanskara new chitvrattis in you if during that you forgot what you why you were there and what you were doing and that you were doing it to attain your one pointedness to attain your dhyana state to attain your samadhi state that's the reason you were doing it and you are not doing it for the sake of pleasure sensory pleasure if you forget that then you create a sanskara so patanjali says be very mindful do not use those external subjects which will create a sanskara in you what good it is creating another sanskara another chatvritti exchanging another karma from people you 
yogic journey is all about depleting the karma that we have right removing the sanskaras and chitvrittis we have and here you are creating more and more and more on the name of what so you see how people misunderstand who will misunderstand this if a yogi who has had years and years and lifetimes of yogic sadhana behind him to back him up if such a person goes for sex or such a person uses another person uh, to attain dhyana or samadhi or become one pointed don't compare yourself with that kind of a person why it is the same thing if you have ever studied math you might have met people who will say when we were in like a 10th or high school i mean to say when we were in high school lot of the people were saying that okay i do my calculus or i do my math with music on try try turning the music on in front of a primary school child while he is doing math can say so music was not impacting negatively to this high school person for while he was doing his math music was not impacting him negatively he has found that much control that he cannot just be disturbed and he will still continue with his mathematics solutions and physics numericals and whatever that is his studies he'll focus on that he'll not lo- lose focus from the main thing but if you try to do the same thing with kindergarten kid or primary school kid then they will actually get up and start dancing instead of doing math right so what a senior seeker is doing don't try to compare yourself with that what a vairagi is doing you cannot compare yourself with that that is why when a guru especially a samadhi guru who has attained samadhi himself or herself a guru who has a attained moksha in this lifetime they will ne- if they see the seeker stands a chance to create new sanskara new chitvritti in them through any external subject while using any external subject to become one pointed to land in dhyana or samadhi they never suggest such things to those kind of people only when it does not matter no matter whom you are with with your body no matter what your body is doing you will not create new karma agami karma you will not create new sanskara new chitvritti only then a guru will suggest you that kind of a method if somebody is a already having a sweet tooth why would guru or any sane person would say okay so from tomorrow you start tasting sugar and try to be one pointed with that <laughs> will they be able to do it tasting sugar and trying to become one pointed 
so don't be foolish here use your buddhi use your intellect don't be foolish here that i can use anything and everything no instead of walking and going ahead in your spiritual journey you will as well come down you will go 20 steps behind you'll go back 20 steps you will ruin your sadhana that you have done until now if you start looking at those who have become complete vairagis if you start comparing yourself to with those who are having sex or you know are in family life and it does not matter to them then why does it matter to me if they are doing it i can do it no sorry don't do all this no do not do all this be wise don't be a child don't be foolish here do not use such external subjects such situations such people such places such things as an external subjects for your one pointedness that can create a sanskar and new chitavritti in you or can strengthen your existing chitavritti don't do that then you are then the whole purpose of sadhana is defeated okay there's no point so this is another thing using indriya using senses and indulging your senses for the temporary time period to focus your attention so your pyar pran prana your breath comes down and you can actually be, uh, do the pranic uh, vaman vomiting if required exhale the proper polluted prana or at least you become that much calm quiet then gyan can be applied to you if i look at it look at all this from a mother's point of view i am a mother right so if a child is cranky and crying and doing all kinds of tum 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 tantrums can you give gyana wisdom to such a child can you explain him anything while he is making tantrum no what do we do we just give him a toy try to distract him with okay try to give him a toy try to give him some chocolate candy something to distract them with and the moment he is quiet then second thing is the mother will hold a child will pick him up will hold a child will calm him down so then he goes he becomes even more calm and when he is very calm then a mother will try to explain him will give him gyan so you see how from a tantrum state a mother is able to give gyan exactly is it the same thing with seekers as well if a seeker is in too much of nonsense is going on in their head and they are not able to be do dharana dharana on anything then let's have dharana let let's give them dharana on something external and the moment their breath comes down and they start breathing easy then gyan can happen gyan can be given so at times many of you when you are coming i am sending you back with mantra yantra or tantra or something else <laughs> why you're not in a state to gather or grasp the bigger truths of life that i might explain you and not in a state like that okay so this is another thing another one more last thing 
that Patanjali says you can use and that is using sleep, Nidra, Chitruti. Use Nidra Chitruti to make yourself one-pointed. How? Suppose you had a dream. Very, very, and it is, this is not a joke. This is a reality actually that uh, a lot of people, those once we start moving in extreme st states of dhyana or samadhi, the dreams are very vivid. Very much otherworldly dreams we are having all the time. Because our consciousness has become active at the cosmic level. So we are having very strange dreams. And a lot of time they are very nice dreams. Very overwhelming. They do something to you. There is overwhelmingness in that dream. There is a lot of jnana in that dream. So using your such dreams and visions, Patanjali says that you had during your sleep dream state of your sleeping so if you have a very good memory of that you can recall a dream and can become one pointed how you felt in that dream you can use that in your one pointedness for your dharana you can use dreams and visions that you had because dreams and visions are as real as this thing is right now for me that there is sunlight and I am sitting here, this is body and whatever I am, whatever feeling this whole thing, whole environment is giving me, the, the, however much real this is for me, exactly in the same way dream that you have experienced or the vision that you have had are exactly the same gives you the have the exactly same effect on you so if you can recall that and go into one pointedness that is another another thing you can use and then he says so this is one part of nidra chitvritti when you use your dreams another part of using your nidra chitvritti is using the sushupti period means when you are completely in a deep sleep state Recall that. So in deep sleep, you don't know who you are or that you are sleeping or that you have a body or that you, there is a feeling that I exist and that feeling, so Sushupti, during Sushupti, Nidra Chitvritti is recording the lack of everything else. Lack of experience is being recorded as an experience. Right? In one of our videos, we discussed about uh, what Nidra Chitvritti is and how it helps you, what, it, what is recorded when a person is in a deep sleep. So you can use that, that experience. That we actually go into a state where not having any experience, not having any state is being recorded. That you can use. From Nidra Chitravati, dreams, visions can be used from uh, Sushupti, Nidra Chitravati, Sushupti state, deep sleep state can be used. Or 
the gyan that happens afterwards after having sleep what is the gyan that we have is that we had a lack of experience and not just that how how momentary was everything right sometimes in dream in sleep it feels as if we were sleeping for a lifetime <laughs> or sometimes we feel oh we just went to sleep and it's over <laughs> so how impermanence plays out how impermanent the experience of sleep is you can use that as well okay to make your mind one pointed and again as i said those who never had concentration at all those who have a very volatile very unstable chitta this talk this these solutions are not for them these solutions will not work on them at all instead if they do any of such and try to implement any such solution then they will create really more karma they will create and bad sanskars more sanskars they will create they will fill their bucket even more in the attempt of trying to make it empty so be careful and know yourself who you are what state your chitta is in knowing yourself is very important that's what the whole heck this journey is about knowing yourself right so know this state where you are are you a person who already has been one pointed for long time in your life and now is trying to become one pointed in a yogic way or are you a yogi already only then these solutions you can implement these solutions all right namaste jai shivaya